Welcome back, or if it's your first time here, then thank you for joining us. This is the Doula's Guide to Dot 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 with me, Meg, also known as the Dunkaree Doula. It's the podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and parenting. My aim is to share unbiased information alongside a bit of friendly chit chat to ensure that you head into parenthood feeling confident and excited for what's to come. If you're new to the podcast and would like to know more about me, then go and check out episode one for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing, and then the following episodes for some great birth and parenting preparation. If you love the podcast, you can now leave me a little tip to say thank you via buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. So a huge thank you in advance if you do do this. This podcast takes up quite a lot of free time and I don't have much free time, but I really, really love doing it. I love all the feedback that I get from everybody and I like making this um, information more accessible to everybody. But yeah, if you do have the funds to do so and you do love the podcast, then yeah, you can leave me a little tip to say thank you. Also, before we get into this week's episode, just another little reminder about my free hypnobirthing taster session, which is happening on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this as it goes live, it is the following Tuesday, Tuesday, the 20th of June. It's from half past seven until half past eight. And it's just one hour of completely free hypnobirthing tools, tips, tricks, techniques, all the good stuff that you need to know in a lovely little neat session for free. It's online by Zoom, so you can turn up in your PJs if you want to. You can be in bed. I honestly do not care. I know what it's like being pregnant, especially in this heat. So (laughs) you do you, turn up however you want to. But yeah, come along and uh, let's hang out. And then at the end, there'll be a Q&A session as well. So we can, yeah, we can all sit and you can ask me whatever you want. Pick my brains. I don't mind. So put, I'll put the link in the show notes and um, you just need to register via Eventbrite so that you get the Zoom link on the day. Let's get into the episode. Um, in today's episode, it might not end up being the longest episode. It's probably going to be quite short and snappy, but I'm going to talk about packing your birth bag and what you might like to take if you're going to give birth in the hospital or the midwife-led unit. Because a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about home birth and I spoke about what you would need for a home birth. And I thought that, you know, it would only be fair to do a session, a session, to do a podcast episode all about what you might need to take if you're planning to give birth in the hospital. So let's get into it. So at first, I'm going to talk you through the sort of practical stuff that you might need. Then we'll talk about more personal items, talk about baby stuff. And then finally, we'll talk about comfort measures. So these are things that you might like to take to make the experience a little bit nicer. And this will tie in a lot to how you can enhance the birth environment as well. So I'll give you some tips and tricks for that as well. But yeah, we'll talk about the sort of practical stuff, the personal stuff that you might need that is kind of obvious, right? But (laughs) I'm going to remind you anyway. Um, And then afterwards, if you check in the show notes, I will leave a link to my website where you can download a birth bag checklist completely for free. Um, And it's got a little like, it's a checklist. So you can tick it off as you're doing it. Because obviously some of the things you're not going to be packing until the very last minute, like your phone, your keys and things like that. Um, So you can tick it off and then you can leave this checklist on top of the bag bag that you've actually packed and on the big day you can double check the last couple of things that you need to put in to make sure that you do not forget the little important things that you're going to want to have around um when we're thinking about packing our birth bag i just want to be clear that it doesn't have to be a bag some people do rock up to the hospital 
with a little suitcase on wheels and that's absolutely fine. I've been a doula at Bears where people have had little mini suitcases. Um, I know I've had like hypnobirthing clients. I know people who have rocked up to the hospital with a little wheelie um, suitcase. It's absolutely fine. I thought I could fit everything into a bag the very first time around. So the first time around I could fit in the hospital and I couldn't and I ended up with three bags and it was just ridiculous. I should have just put it all into a little wheelie suitcase it would have made more sense so don't be embarrassed that you know people are going to laugh at you for taking too much stuff don't think oh my god she's telling me to take absolutely loads and I have to take all that stuff where am I going to put it this is just a suggestion you don't have to take everything that I'm saying in this episode but if you want to and you find that you can't fit it all then don't worry (laughs) you can take it in something bigger I mean take a full suitcase if you need to like you're not going to get in trouble about it you can take whatever you want the midwives will have 100% seen it all before and one other thing that I want to mention is something that I'm sure lots of you have already thought about, so it might sound a bit patronising, but um, when you're packing your birth bag, think about what order you're going to need things in, because I've seen a few times people will pack it and they'll put their baby stuff on the top, like, oh, I'm so excited to meet my baby, let's put like their sleep suits and stuff on the top. Realistically, that is the last thing that you're going to need, right? That's the end of the journey to hospital, is the baby being born. All of the other stuff needs to go on top baby stuff at the bottom so you want all your baby stuff at the very bottom and then you want sort of your more personal things above that so maybe like the clothes the pjs the pants the toiletries and then on the very top you want all the comfort measures and the practical stuff so just have a think about it make sure it makes logical sense otherwise you're going to have a very confused birth partner when you ask them to grab you something and they're rifling through all of the baby stuff (laughs) And that's another really good point. Pack the birth bag with your birth partner. There is absolutely no point you making, like going through loads and loads of effort to pack your birth bag for your birth partner to have no idea what you've done or where you've put anything because they're going to be the ones that are getting stuff out of it. When you're in labour, they're going to be the ones that are setting up the birth environment. They're going to be the ones that are passing you the comfort measures or using the comfort measures on you. They're going to be getting drinks and snacks to give to you. They're going to be the ones rifling through the bags. That is their job. That is the main role of, well, not the, maybe not the main role, one of the main roles of the birth partner to be sort of doing the practical things, setting up the environment looking after you making sure you've got everything that you need so they need to know where everything is because if you're in labor and you're saying get me a drink get me a hair tie get me whatever it is that you need and they're going oh I don't know where it is and they're rifling through and it's taking the ages or they're asking you to do it it completely defeats the point and it's going to really get on your nerves so when you're packing your birth bag make sure that they do it with you or you do it and then you go through it and you let them know where every single little bit is when you might need stuff what you might need it for because again if they don't know what things are they're not going to be able to help you so for example if you have like a tend machine or you have flannels because you want the flannels to be cooled down and placed on your head or the back of your neck if you're saying to your partner get the tend machine and your partner's like what the hell is a tend machine <laughs> like that's not very helpful is it or if you're saying i'll oh, get the flannel they're going to go rifling through eventually find it and be like well what now what what do you want a flannel for so you need to go through all of this stuff with them make it explicitly clear what everything is for and where it's going to be and what they can do with it okay because you do not want to be getting annoyed or frustrated at your birth partner during labor and also it gives them something to do 
they want to be involved. It's the birth of their baby. They want to be involved. They want to feel like a valued part of the birth team. I'm not saying make it all about them. It's not. It's about you. <laughs> but, you know, they don't want to be stood around like a spare part. They want to be involved. They want to help. They want to look after you. They're excited too. So get them involved. Make sure they know where everything is and they, they know how to best support you via whatever it is that you're taking in. And you can set your birth bag out in different ways. Some people have really nifty bags that already have like different sections inside it. And if it does, then perfect. Um, If not, some people like to use wet bags or sandwich bags or something like that to separate each bit out. So that's another really good idea. Um, If you use wet bags or like large sandwich bags then just make a note on the front like maybe stick like a um, parcel sticker on the front or something and write down what it is you could write down like baby outfit on one of them on another one you would write mum's toiletries something like that and make sure everything's labeled put it in order like I said and then it's just going to make everything so much easier and run so much smoother on the actual day so let's move on to what you actually need So again, like I said, you don't need all of this stuff. Probably the wrong word for me to use just then. You don't need any of these things. Like think about what you actually want. This is just sort of an all-encompassing list of things that you might want to consider taking. And just, yeah, take what resonates. Take what you think is going to be helpful for you. And there's the four sections. Some of them, you know, you really do need. Like you really do need your pregnancy notes you really do need the stuff for baby afterwards um but it's yeah it's completely up to you so you don't have to take all of this stuff but if you want to um all of this stuff does have a place in birth so in the practical section you want to take your pregnancy notes I mean that's self-explanatory although I don't know if everyone even has pregnancy notes nowadays um when I had my children I sound like I'm like talking about 20 years ago. It was only four and two years ago. But we had practical pregnancy notes. Practical pregnancy notes? We had physical pregnancy notes. Um, but when I had Juno, my second, so two years ago, they were transitioning to them being online. So I don't know if that's happened everywhere now. I know some of my clients, they usually have like some physical ones, some online ones. If you do have any physical ones, you obviously want your pregnancy notes. And again, this is why I was saying downloading the checklist is going to be super helpful because that way you can tick things off at the end because your pregnancy notes are probably not going to be on the bag when you pack it. They're going to be something that you add in at the last minute because you're going to be using it as you sort of go through your pregnancy and especially if you're towards the end you start having more appointments and things like that so you're going to have your notes with you quite a lot of the time but um you can use this handy little checklist to check this off on the day but yeah pregnancy notes something that's definitely going on the very top because as soon as you get to the hospital you're going to be asked to hand them over the next really practical thing that I think you should take is a birth plan. Um, if you're not sold on the idea of birth planning yet, then go back and listen to the birth planning episode of the podcast because, again, that comes with a free birth planning template and I talk you through every single section of the birth plan um, and how to fill it in and how to make one and how to ensure that you feel really informed, how to get what you want, but also how to make backup plans if things don't go the way that you expected them to. So a lot of people scoff at birth plans, but I promise you, if you listen to the episode on birth planning, you'll completely change your mind. Um, I feel like it's a very good, very helpful episode. So go back and listen to that. Fill in your birth plan pop that in your birth bag and have a couple of copies. I feel like this is really important to have a couple of copies. So 
have a copy that you can hand over to the midwives. I always say to people, put this inside your notes because then you 100% know that they've got it. So just put it at the very beginning of your notes. So that's the first thing that they see when they open up your notes. And then have another copy for your birth partner or a couple of copies if you've got two birth partners, one per birth partner, so that they can refer back to it too. Because you're not going to be making decisions during birth, hopefully, anyway. Um, anything that they're going to be asking you is hopefully already covered in the birth plan so they can just ask one of your birth partners. So it's really handy for them to have their own copies because they should know it inside and out. But obviously in the moment, if things crop up, they might forget, they might want to refresh their memory, they might want to double check, so make sure they've got a copy too. Other practical stuff is a phone and charger. Obviously, you're going to want your phone. If you're there a long time, it's worth having a charger with you so that you can contact people maybe after the baby's born and um, if you need to like tell anybody to come and pick you up and um, anything like that so if you want to take pictures and stuff make sure you've got a charger with you as well and then some headphones and or a speaker so this is for if you're going to be listening to a birth playlist or if you're going to be listening to the hypnobirth in mp3s if you're going to have relaxation music on take headphones and a speaker because you're not 100 percent sure how you're going to feel you might want to like really go inwards put your headphones in or you might want everyone in the room to be dancing around so (laughs) take them both because in your head you might think oh I'm going to be feeling really like reserved I'm going to want my headphones in but you do not know how you're going to feel in the moment so take both options you might want to take a camera I mean I feel like everyone just takes photos on their phone nowadays but I know for some people they like to take a separate camera so if you do that's in this practical section and then in my opinion one of the most important things is drinks and snacks you absolutely want to take loads of drinks and snacks even if you think that you're going to have quite a fast labor maybe you've given birth before and it was fast first of all you never know it is likely that you'll have a fast labour again, but you never know. But you also just don't know how long you'll be in there for. And I don't mean like, oh, you might end up in there for a week. But I just mean, if you give birth and you're in there for a few hours, I've got a quick labour, but then you've got to think about, you need the golden hour afterwards. And then there's another couple of hours while they faff around doing all their checks and things like that. Have a shower, um, like get yourself all ready wait until they've finished all their notes so they can discharge you even if you have a quick labor you're still going to be in the hospital for a fairly long time so make sure you've got loads of drinks and snacks because hospital food is not great especially not when you're in labor they're not going to be bringing you anything and then afterwards they bring you like some rubbish toast and tea I don't know why people always talk about the tea and toast being absolutely incredible I think it's just because everyone's so ravenously hungry after giving birth that they're like oh give me all the toast but actually it's pretty rubbish so take your own drinks and snacks I mean I will stand corrected I know some people do actually love it that's absolutely fine no disrespect if you're one of the people who loves the tea and toast it's just I don't drink tea so I didn't have the tea and now yeah I didn't rate the toast. I'm sorry. (laughs) So take your own drinks and snacks. And then that's sort of all the practical stuff. Moving on to the personal stuff. So this is the stuff for you, the person who's giving birth. So you want to have this in its own little section of stuff just for you. Some of the things you might use during birth, but most of this is for just afterwards. So you want to take the clothes for giving birth in. So obviously you're well within your right to give birth in the nude. You don't have 
to wear any clothes it's completely up to you but if you do have anything that you think you might like to wear you want to obviously pack that um if you're going to be in the pool you might want to wear like a bikini top or a um, nursing bra something like that if you are not going to be using the pool sometimes people like to have a little night dress or something like that so pack those and um, but obviously you don't have to you can be completely naked if you want. You can ask for a hospital gown if you really want one. You can just hang out in your normal clothes until the end and then take them all off. Whatever you want to do. And then you want your pyjamas for afterwards. You can obviously just bring like clothes to wear. You don't have to get into your PJs. But I just feel like PJs are the comfiest clothes. So PJs slash loungewear for like immediately after you've given birth. You want big pants and nursing bras. You don't have to have nursing bras if you're not planning to breastfeed, but obviously your milk will still be coming in, so you might want one. But if you're planning to breastfeed, a nursing bra and some really big pants. <laughs> you want your going home outfit unless you're just happy to go home in your pyjamas, which you absolutely can do. Like, that's absolutely fine. No one is going to be like, oh my God, look at that woman who's just had a baby. I can't believe she's in her pyjamas. No one's going to think that. You can go home in your pyjamas if you want to. Um, but if you don't, then you want a going home outfit. Again, something that's going to be really comfy, quite baggy, just you're not wearing a dress basically. You're not doing what the royals do where they step out of the hospital or whatever it is that they do and everyone takes photos of them. Like you don't have to do that. Just wear something that's going to be really comfortable, really baggy. You'll still have a little bit of a bump. You'll maybe be a little bit sort of sore and achy. So just loungewear, pyjamas, something like that you want your toiletries so again this depends on how long you're going to be there what sort of stuff you like toiletries for some people is literally just a little bit of toothpaste and some deodorant other people like to bring more so they like to bring their own sort of shower gels their own shampoos some people like to take a bit of makeup and again that's completely up to you there's no shade of either way there's no judgment either way if you have your baby and then you want to put a little bit of makeup on that's absolutely fine feel free to do that equally if it is the last thing that you could ever think about doing after giving a baby no one's gonna care I don't think I wore makeup for I don't know how long after having kids a long time and now four years in I still barely even wear it but <laughs> if you love wearing makeup and putting it on then pack a little bit like that's fine um you also want to take some comfy little things like maybe a pair of slippers again you might want to use them during labor if you're walking around sometimes people like to walk up and down the ward if you're in for a long time you might go down to like the hospital canteen or something so a comfy pair of slippers is a good shout and then the obvious maternity pads and breast pads so reusable or disposable ones whichever you're going to be choosing to use make sure you pack those as well for afterwards because you will be bleeding um, and you may start leaking you might not start leaking straight away as in out of your breasts um but you may start leaking so it's a good idea to have maternity pads and to have breast pads you might want to take your own towel hospitals obviously do have lots of towels but they're fairly scratchy so it's completely up to you whether you want to use them or not and if you don't fancy it then just take your own that's fine it's not going to take up that much room in your bag so many people take their own towels in just for that extra bit of comfort especially after you've given birth and you're having like your first bath or shower within the hospital if you're choosing to do that it's nice to have your own towel and then yeah hair stuff anything you want for your head you want hair ties a headband if you've got really long hair what do you use to tie it up to keep it out of your face during labor and again make sure your birth partner knows where this is 
So that's everything I'd recommend for the personal section. Moving on to baby stuff, people pack so much stuff for the baby. <laughs> and actually, when you have your baby, you're going to keep them in skin to skin so they'll be completely naked except for a nappy for a fairly long time with just a blanket around them. Um, and then you'll get them dressed and take them home, usually. I mean, if you know you're staying in for a longer time, you obviously will want to pack more. This birth bag checklist is based on the assumption that you'll be getting discharged after the sort of the checks and things like that. If you do know that you're going to be staying in, then maybe you double this or you triple this, whatever it is for how many days you're going to be staying in. But you really do not need to take much. So for baby stuff, I recommend two sleep suits, two vests, because like I said, you're probably only going to be putting them in one, but you've got a backup just in case. I mean, babies can be sick. Babies can poo on stuff. Like get used to that thought now. You always want to pack double of what you think you need. So two sleep suits and two vests. Obviously this is weather dependent. If it's sort of really sunny, like it is right now, you want like a short sleeved sleep suit. You might not even need a vest for them. But again, just having it there is a good idea. So two sleep suits, two vests. You want nappies and wipes slash cotton wool. A lot of people don't like to use wipes on newborn babies. So having a little bit of cotton wool or some of those little pads that you use to take makeup off that are like cotton wool, but they're little round pads. I don't actually know what they're called, but they're really good um, for wiping newborn's bums. So take some of those, take some nappies. Again, you don't need to take loads. Just take, I don't know how many I'd even recommend to take, maybe like about six if you really do run out like the hospital has loads so it's really not a big deal you might want to take a muslin again to just put over your shoulder if you're feeding them and then just in case they sick up or anything having a little muslin is a good idea you want to take the car seat obviously you make sure that's readily fitted in the car another birth partner job make sure they know how to fit the car seat and that it's ready to go on the day so that you don't have that stress and then a little sort of jacket, depending again on the weather. So like it is now, you probably don't need anything, but you might want to take a little cardigan just in case it's the middle of the night when you're going home. If it's sort of autumn or spring, you might take a little jacket for them. If it's super, super cold and you're giving birth in the winter, then you probably want to take a snowsuit for them. You want to take a little hat. Again, this is a topic for another time, 100% a topic for another time. Whether you put a hat on your newborn baby or not is your choice. You don't have to. People assume as soon as that baby comes out of the womb, they want to show a hat on them. Actually, there's a lot of research that suggests that might not be the best option anymore, but that is for another time. <laughs> if you're going to put a hat on your baby as soon as they come out, pack a hat. If you're not, still pack a hat because you might want it when they go home babies do lose a lot of heat through the head so while you might not need it initially while you're in skin to skin as you're transferring your baby to their car seat you might at that point want to put a hat on them and then the last thing is if you have one take a first outfit so you know how some people have like that going home from hospital outfit for their baby um you can pack that but equally if you just want to take your baby home in their sleep suit, take your baby home in their sleep suit. No one cares what they're wearing. It doesn't matter. But if you do want to get like sentimental, get something special, get something maybe with their name on or something like that, a nice little sort of memory box item, then you're packing that first outfit as well. So that's all the sort of stuff for you, for baby, stuff that you're going to put towards the bottom of your birth bag. And then I'm just going to quickly get into the comfort measures section, which is all the stuff that's going to go on the top. And again, you can take it or leave it. You don't have to pack all of these things. It's just sort of what resonates with you. What are you thinking that you might be using? What are you 
looking for inspiration around using because some of these you might not have thought of yet but yeah they might give you a little bit of inspiration so the first thing is lip balm and this is for if you're planning to use gas and air because using gas and air can make your lips really super dry so you probably want to take a lip balm and also just using like the breathing techniques and just being in a hot labor ward a hot midwife led unit can make your lips feel quite dry as well so having some lip balm is a really good idea for some people they like to take their own pillow and blanket again completely up to you whether you want to take this or not but these are the people who are going to be turning up with the little mini suitcases on wheels <laughs> because it takes up a lot of room but if we think about what we know about stimulating contractions and about labor we want to have loads of oxytocin we want to feel calm and safe and relaxed and we get those feelings from our own pillows and our own blankets so if you're thinking that you might want to use them to sort of rest your head on to wrap yourself in then take your own that's absolutely fine because again hospital ones are a little bit scratchy they're not nice they don't smell like home so pillow and blanket is a good shout you could take a birth ball and or a peanut ball but do check if your hospital or midwife unit already has them because most of them will and again these are going to take up loads of room so you don't want to be taking them unnecessarily so make sure that your hospital has a birth ball and or a peanut ball if you are thinking about using them because they're absolutely great tools for labor but you probably don't need to take them they're just on this list more so as a reminder for you to ask if they've got them the next thing is not something you can physically pack but something you need to remember to have ready is your playlist or your hypnobirthing mp3s so whatever you're going to be listening to remember we've said to pack those headphones pack those speakers but what are you actually going to listen to you really want to give this some thought you want a couple of playlists you want some mp3s you want maybe some relaxation music some spa music have it all easily accessible and ready to go you can make different playlists you might make a really upbeat one for the beginning bit where you're sort of dancing getting the oxytocin flowing and then you might make a slower one for when things start to get more intense and try and make it songs that have really positive sort of memories for you maybe you have like songs from a wedding playlist you have songs that remind you of being on holiday songs that remind you of your friends put all of these into it as well because that's going to help boost the oxytocin for some people they like to take photos um maybe they have some videos ready to watch on their phone again but just again to boost their oxytocin and this ties into making like vision boards a lot of people will make birth vision boards and they'll pop different pictures of like their loved ones on it they'll pop pictures of what they want out of their pregnancies maybe pictures of birth pools and positive affirmations so things like that think about packing vision boards photos other things that are going to really boost up the oxytocin you might want to take led tea lights or fairy lights to just really enhance the environment so we want it to be dark right we want dimmed lighting because that's going to help all the hormones flow really efficiently but you want to be able to see um so using fairy lights or led tea lights is a really good way to do this you could just get um led tea lights from so many places now i saw them in primark one time i think it was like literally when i was preparing for birth it was years ago so they might not still sell them but i definitely saw them in primark haven't been in a primark for so many years but i assume they still sell things like that um you can get them all over the place but it really really enhances the birth environment having some led tea lights they look a little bit tacky before the lights are turned off because they're just plastic and yeah they don't look the nicest but once you turn the lights off and put them on you can't tell they look really really nice and same with fairy lights as well pack some fairy lights you might want a comb so if you're on sort of birth world instagram you've probably seen everybody talking about combs recently 
but holding a comb in your hand um, I hope you can understand what I'm saying because my accent, I pronounce uh weirdly, but a comb like to brush your hair with um, is what I mean. So using a comb for acupressure is really, really helpful as a coping mechanism, as a form of pain relief. You hold it in your hand and you squeeze it against your palm. You can buy one specifically for labour, which are really expensive. I feel like they're like pushing £20. And if you want to spend this much money on them, that's absolutely fine. Like go for it I supported a labor recently where she'd bought one and she absolutely loved it she used it for the entirety of active labor and the second stage of labor the pushing stage so she got her money's worth out of it but equally if you do not fancy spending 20 pound just buy a normal wooden comb from anywhere you would buy a comb from basically but I'd, I'd suggest the wooden one because plastic ones can be a little bit too spiky the wooden ones are generally a little bit blunter so they don't hurt as much but they still do the job um and again you can buy these for about two or three pounds you can get them in the body shop you can get them on etsy and um, have a look around but they're they, they can be good I've, I've seen them work for a lot of people in labor they work like I said, as acupressure, and um, they also work as a distraction technique. The the it's called oh, what's it called? It's I think it's called pain gate theory. I feel like I've made that up. I'll have a look into what it's called and put it in the show notes. <laughs> but basically, it works on the theory that your brain can't focus too strongly on two different sources of pain so you're overriding the sensations of labour by squeezing down on this comb and sending sort of your brain to that part of the body that was probably a really really bad explanation I should probably have looked it up before I recorded the podcast but <laughs> I will um, I'll put some information on it in the show notes if you are interested and then I'd suggest putting some flannels in um, I mentioned this at the very beginning having a cold flannel against the back of your neck or the top of your head is the most refreshing thing in labour it's just absolutely sensational how good it feels so I definitely recommend packing some flannels making sure that's another birth partner job that they know to get the flannels out to run them under cold water and tap the back of your head um the back of your neck and the front of your forehead as well at every birth I've been at I want to say probably 95% of births I've been at people have utilized this flannel trick and been like yep that really hit the spot so even and even if you're in the pool like people in the pool use them as well because obviously your head isn't in the pool so give it a go pack some flannels you might want to pack an eye mask this is more for the journey um to the hospital so obviously you're going to be feeling calm cozy comfortable when you're at home in labor but at some point you've got to get in the car and make that trip and that's going to really take you out of it because it's not going to be the nicest journey you've ever been on right you're going to be having contractions in the car depending on how long it takes you're probably not going to be very comfortable you want to try and keep those oxytocin vibes flowing so you don't slow things down so an eye mask or some sunglasses is a really good way to do this because you're keeping it dark put your headphones in put something on that's going to bring you down so maybe that's your hypnobirthing mp3s maybe it's relaxation music maybe it's whatever sort of music you like to listen to and just try and get in the zone use your breathing techniques and yeah eye mask sunglasses they're going to make it a little bit easier and then the last two things are a pocket fan I think I mentioned this earlier that labour wards midwifery units they're really hot and they have to be a higher temperature so that when your baby's born 
you know, they're not losing too much heat because you've had all the aircon on. So they're quite warm. So you might want to take a pocket fan just to have around your face, around your neck, um, especially if you're in the pool and you're getting quite hot. And then have a birth partner, a midwife, a doula holding it for you just to cool you down a little bit. And then finally, a TENS machine. And then finally, the last thing is a TENS machine if you wish to try one out. So I've seen again, a lot of people use a TENS machine and absolutely love it. You can buy them or you can hire them. I think to hire them is around £25, something like that. It's not too expensive. Um, and they, again, are quite similar to like an acupressure thing. They have a distraction technique for the brain but they also they send little mini electrical pulses they're like little pads that you put on your back they send little electrical pulses to into your body which creates endorphins which are a hormone which is your body's natural pain relief so your body banks up all of these endorphins and then later on during labor when things get intense it releases them all and your body does that anyway during labor but the tens machine just boosts it boosts these endorphins and yeah it, it can be super helpful for a lot of people um, if you are interested in TENS machines, I do have a discount code to buy or hire them. So again, I'll leave that in the show notes, but do some more research into it. See if it looks like something that you think would be helpful for you. Um, because again, yes, yeah, some people absolutely swear by it. They really love it. Other people are like, I can't be bothered with that. It just seems like another effort, another thing to remember. So think about whether you'll actually get any use out of it or not anyway. And that concludes this episode. Probably the shortest one that I've recorded in a while, but I just wanted to get it out there. I feel like it would be quite helpful because like I said, I spoke about home birth and what you needed for home birth, but this is what you should probably be thinking about taking to the hospital or the midwifery unit if that's where you're choosing to give birth. Just take whatever feels right for you. You don't have to have all of these things. This might seem like absolutely loads or this might seem like nowhere near enough. These are just my suggestions that I hope has been helpful. As usual, if you'd like to discuss any other aspect of your pregnancy or birth in more detail, then book in for a power hour with me, which is a one-off hour session to get clarity on anything in your circumstances for just £30. I'll pop all the info in the show notes and remember while you're there, sign up for my free taster session coming up on Tuesday too. If you have any more questions, come hang out on Instagram where I'm at the Dungaree Doula and please let me know if you enjoyed the episode. Do be sure to check out the show notes for all the other links too. There is the link to download the birth bag checklist for free as well. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do stick around, like, follow and subscribe or leave a little review if you don't mind because that's so very helpful too. Speak soon. See you next week. Bye.